everybody, and welcome to the newest indoor adventure in Ghosts of Saltmarsh, The Sties, Part 3. Today is April 2nd, 2020, and you are loved. And that is a very important thing that we like to remind each of our listeners at the beginning of each and every single one of our sessions. If this is your first time joining us, you can check out all of those past messages at youtube.com slash indoor adventures. Or if you are more of an audio cast oriented individual, consider finding us wherever audio casts are made available for free. We also have a Patreon set up, so if you go to patreon.com slash indooradventures, you can gain access to our after show called Nights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from the community, but also from each other. And for the next foreseeable future, all of our Nights in the Courtyard episodes are going to be up for free. So I understand if uh, you don't necessarily want to help support the show financially or can't support the show financially, but still want your questions answered, don't worry. We gotcha. Other than that, uh, if you already support us and are in need of a new sweater or mug or poster, something along those lines, consider going to indooradventure.redbubble.com. We have all sorts of merch up. We got ham pants, we got posters, t-shirts, mugs, all of the things that I have already said. Even a shower curtain. No one's bought the shower curtain yet, but who knows? Maybe someday soon we'll include it in a giveaway! I don't know. I just want somebody to have it. I think it's fun. Uh, other than that, that is it for my spiel. So, hey Dingo, who are you playing tonight? I'm Dingo, she, her, and I am playing Hish Sungard, the half-orc fighter. He, him. Yo, what's up? It's your boy Reeves. He, him. I'm playing Omen Dark with a sword. He, him. And Ham Dark, the slime creature who uses the map. Hi! I'm Cyber. He, him. I play Albus. He, him. That's it. That's all I got today. Hi, everyone. I'm Kylan. I am playing Jill Fan Lyrandar, the half elf cleric, and we both use she, her. And I am the indoor adventurer, and tonight I shall be your dungeon master. So, last we left off. After a brief discovery inside of the Hope Nair Asylum, Albus, Hish, and Jill ended up encountering a small rat which had been tasked with tailing Jill at the behest of one Olman Dark. This rat was then named Chez, and it became Hish's new child uh, as you all made your way back to the ship. Once you were aboard on, uh, once you were aboard Triumph, Jill, you, and Albus decided to use a scrying spell on the Ablith formerly known as Skofka, uh, in which you ended up seeing this creature having a conversation with a very bloated-looking individual. After the conversation was finished, uh, it seemed like Skofka was actually able to see your scrying sensor before you noped the fuck out of there, uh, and after, uh, after which you were able, uh, you uh, went back out onto the ship's deck, and it was then, Hish, or uh, sorry, Jill, that your family members decided that they were going to pay their visit for dinner. After a uh, rather tense 
uh, family dinner was set out. Uh, Jill, you ended up speaking with your brother Maris, who agreed that they would try and get you uh, into some form of communique with one Mr. Dory, uh, the man who has been hiring your family members, as well as a lot of people within the styes, to work in his fishery. Uh, it was also at that point um, that you all decided that you were going to call it an evening with Albus going to sleep-ish and Ullman also going to rest and then Jill having a bit of a lengthy conversation with Tharizdin, uh, potentially about, uh, well, what the reason behind his chaining was, uh, as Starsden had asked initially, how your family, uh, how your family gathering went, and upon asking him back, he let you know exactly what happened the last time he met his family. So, let us kick off. That is going to be first thing in the morning. Uh, you are all either getting fam, uh, getting your found family style breakfast, or at least are in the processes of waking up. What is everyone's morning plans? What are you guys wanting to do for the day? The problem is, we planned last week what we were going to do this week. I don't even think there was a plan. It was just. Hey, no, there was a plan. We're going to go talk to your family. Yes, 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 yes. I was going to go talk to my brothers. And then we were going to go talk to Mr. Dory. Yeah, and then I was going to get Maros to introduce me to Mr. Dory. And, and we and were going to establish some sort of uh, figurehead leader that is you because you read through the laws of the city and discovered a loophole that made the ruler of this land. Uh, and then we're going to establish the EPA and clean up this place. Right, right, right. So our priorities are EPA. Oh, and then there's a, a, a terror in the sea, I guess. No, 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 no. <laughs> EPA is at the very top. We have to fix the pollution. Then we then we have to ingratiate ourselves into society, or maybe that, that's a means to that. And yeah, that's, that's what I think. Yeah. I'm sure we're going to throw a dating sim in there somewhere, and then way at the bottom is Scothman and the Kraken. Wait, where's the dating sim? <laughs> Jill, oh, you no. can't participate because they're your brothers. <laughs> Good. Um, okay. So is it brothers, Dory, and then see where that leads us? Sure. Cool. All right. Sounds like a plan. All right. Sounds good. So which brother are you planning on meeting first, Maros or Rhinan? Um, I guess maybe Ryan first, because I think after I talk tomorrow, so I'm going to be like, hey, take me to Mr. Dory, please. All right. Sounds good. So thankfully, uh, Maros and Ryan had pointed out the ships that they call their own. Uh, and you are all waking up enough uh, with enough time that you're actually able to go and communicate with uh, your two brothers before nightfall and before they set out. So upon making your way there uh it's pretty easy uh to at least spot their ships as again they were able to point them out even though it was from farther away and as you're asking around uh very quickly uh you see that Reinen's crew actually does give him a, a quite a bit of respect uh it seems like he runs a very tight ship but there are still some reservations 
that his crew members have uh make a make an insight check you don't mind if i just vibe check this whole crew um here we go uh that is a 12. okay so with a 12 uh what you'd be able to get is that some of his crewmen are a little unpleased with the way that Reinen treats them, uh, primarily in that he has a close group of people that he uh, that he has become close to that he considers to be like the necessary crew members, but these other crewmen are treated more like cogs and part of a greater machine. Like it's like he doesn't take the time to get to know them, but he still commands their respect. Mm-hmm. And when you finally uh, get the chance to meet with Reinen, uh he is in the process of kind of getting everything set up and uh, sees your group aboard his vessel. And he's just, oh, uh, uh, hello, sister. Um, uh, Captain Hish. And like nods towards you, Hish, and then uh, Albus. Holman, uh, what what can I do for you? Well, we're going to be heading out here relatively shortly, but I, I um, we can take some time. Uh, yeah, I was wondering if I could have just a moment of your time alone, if you're not too preoccupied. I know you, you no, must, no, it's, you set uh, out for the day. It's fine. Um, yeah. Uh, here and he'll lead you into his captain's quarters uh and his captain's quarters much in the same way uh it's almost like uh how you have kind of made your first mate's uh quarters not necessarily uh like a crew quarter but it's more of your room Reinen has kind of done the same thing like he has definitely made this room very much his own uh, whereas Hish, for example, really hasn't done much to the captain's quarters. Uh, Reinen, uh, has definitely, definitely has like some hanging plants that he's put up. He seems to trying, uh, at least trying to make this small enclosure as much of his own as he can. Uh, I, I'm, I would like to apologize uh, about last night. Um, please let Ullman know that the food was very good. Uh, I just... It's... You know how Maros gets. He's, he's always... He's always like that. I mean, yes, that's a fair and valid operation, but you're not always like that. Look, you haven't been around for a little bit. I'm well aware. Jill, I have always had to stake my claim 
as the youngest in our family, I've always had to fight to get any kind of attention, get anything that was just mine. I was hired first by Mr. Dory, not Maros. I gave him the recommendation and he has done everything that he can to make himself seem like the better sailor when in all reality, obviously, things have not been the best. to say the least. And so when I hear Maros talking about our employer who was able to get us to this point the way that he does, it's hard for me not to, it's hard for me to not be upset about that. You seem to respect Mr. Dor a great deal. He pays well. He pays very well. And he saw something in me that a lot of the other sailors around here didn't. He saw promise. He saw potential and I'm a captain now. I'm not just some fucking ABS. I'm I'm not I, I'm not cleaning the deck I run this ship that's thanks to him so and your crew seems to respect you they damn well better I think you could ease up a little bit the reason I'm so harsh on them is because I want us all to make a fair wage I want us all to get paid. And the only way we're all getting paid is if we all work as hard as we possibly can. So if I p see people slacking, and I see people doing things that they're not supposed to do, I'm not going to stay quiet about it. Now, is that something that Mr. Dory has told you? What does it matter if it is? Can I inside check? <laughs> yeah, roll an inside check. Hello, brother. Brother. Uh, that one's better. That's a twenty-two. This is not something that Mister Dory has necessarily enforced in Rhinen. This is something that. He has had a taste of power. And maybe your younger brother wasn't the right person to be a captain, but now he's the captain of a ship. Yeah. Uh, don't just be like, well, I just want to make sure that in the process of trying to prove yourself as the capable individual you are that not only do you not burn yourself out but burn your crew out as well 
crew's only as strong as the captain is. And so, if the captain is feeling weak, unsupported, any sort of way, then the crew's gonna suffer for it. You think that you can just come back and tell me how to run my ship? I'm not telling you how to run your ship. I'm telling you not to run yourself into the ground. And maybe those two things overlap, but... to check on you because I was concerned. And he gives you a very curt smile that quickly fades away. It is very much a almost dismissive smile. And he says, Mom's right. Do you know what you did to our family when you left? When a relative doesn't come home, your mind wanders. And when you left, mom didn't sleep that night. And the next day, she went out and called in every favor that she possibly could to find out what happened. You left a note, which is one thing. But when we found out that you were hired onto a ship as a cleric, less a cleric to her well a part of mom died that day and it had to have because after she found out she didn't speak to any of us for days she just sat there looking at the fire and we gave her food and water but you know how she gets. Maris and I started spending more time out of the house because we just didn't want to deal with it. And you, it was so glum. You had already taken everything of most importance from your room. It was just like looking into a void in our house. No contact, just a, a letter. And even then, we knew you were at sea. It was just like you vanished. You were just gone. And then those Ack Inc. people show up. And we have no idea what to expect. I, I haven't ever really heard of their organization before, but they had a parcel. And there was some gold in it, and 
the gold you send cannot fix what you broke when you left. And then you show up here and you try and pretend like everything's fine. You invite us onto your ship. And then you come on to mine and you start telling me how to do my job. Start telling me how to treat my crew. Why did you come back? Are you done? Right, well, you've said your piece, so I'll say mine. I left because I didn't want to put any of you in danger. You think someone willingly chooses to be a cleric of Umberly? You fool boy. Have you not paid attention to the stories? Perhaps you weren't there when I went overboard on the ship and drowned. Yes, I drowned. And the only way I could come back was through Umberly. So yes, I came back because I didn't want to die at sea. But <laughs> being in her service meant that the moment that I fucked up even slightly, something could happen to you something tomorrow, something could happen to father, something could happen to mother. So yes, I left because I thought maybe I went away <laughs> that you all would be safe. <sighs> it's not something I wanted to do. If I had things my way, I would have lived and died my days here. And even though I am no longer in her service, everything I do still, every slice I make is to make sure that our family is okay. Do you want to know why? In the midst of the rest of your neighborhood, why? all the houses are rotting to shit and yours is thriving? You wouldn't even begin to understand, but just know that not a day goes by where I don't think of all of you and it doesn't influence every choice I make. And I come in here not to tell you how to run your ship, but to check on you because you're acting like an idiot. And I'm very proud of you for becoming captain, but it takes much more than the title to know how to run a ship properly. <sighs> Those words visibly pained him. Specifically yeah. that last bit. Apologize. I 
did not intend to come here and get heated. You have business to tend to. I think she'll stand up. Jill, as you stand up, the back of your left hand is very warm. And you know that there is, from the inside of your glove, you can see that there is a little bit of a glow that seems to be coming from it. Yeah, I think she'll just kind of uh, take her other hand and put it over that one and just kind of like, you know, rub it and just be like, well, um, good day to you then. And we'll just turn to leave. Reinen doesn't say anything. So, what are Hish, Olnen, and Albus doing during this whole conversation that was happening in the captain's quarters? Listening at the door, obviously. Okay. I don't yeah, know about the other two. If we were there, then probably. <laughs> okay. Make perception checks. Come on. Well, it's a natural one. Three. Wah, 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 wah. 28. <laughs> <laughs> so. Wow, way to be different. <laughs> Albus. You see, I have the unnatural prehensile ear ability. <laughs> I hate that. I don't like that. That's bad. You don't, you don't have to see it. It just appears on my leg. <laughs> That's oh, I hate that more! <laughs> Sneaks down the pant leg a little bit. This is the Ooh. worst My Hero Academia power. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, Albus, your migraine is still obviously going to be flaring up every once in a while. It's making it Albus is going to try to find some emergency chocolate. Thank you, the goth ant. Uh, Hish, you're trying to listen, but Chez just keeps, like, giving you like little sniffles on the back of your ear uh it's very distracting and and obviously very difficult to uh pay attention to Ullman, you hear the entire exchange between Rhinan and jill thanks to your thanks to your prehensile ear don't <laughs> uh as he hears Jill getting up, he like ushers everyone back. Like, oh, oh. Back to the deck. Shuffle, shuffle. <laughs> okay. Casual. <laughs> Jill's gonna come out and um, she's going to like smooth her hair and just be like, Are we ready to depart? Uh, I think Omen is pouring coffee from a flask into Hish's mug. <laughs> and just like staring at you as it's not pouring anything anymore. Uh, yes, sure. He sort of slowly bats it away. Did you get what you came here for? 
Let's go see Mars. All right. All right. So she will just the... briskly walk ahead, <laughs> heading towards the the fancy three masted ship. And the crew are all in much better spirits on this ship. I. Uh, Without even the need of an insight check, you can tell that there is a drastic improvement in morale uh, between the people who work here and the respect that they show for your older brother, Jill. And even the, even the members of the crew who are assigned to cleaning duty, they do so because they feel like that is what they owe the captain, not necessarily because it's what the captain expects of them. And as you are uh, coming on board to this vessel as well, uh, you can see that Maros is actually uh, in the process of talking with some of his other crewmen, and they are they're having a laugh about something. And you see him kind of like clap one on the back a couple times, and then uh, begins making his way towards a separate section of the deck. But then he sees you and yours. And he stops what he's doing and he immediately comes over and sweeps you up into a hug uh, and just exclaims <laughs> that he is so happy to see you. Pleasure is equally mine, I'm sure. Um, well, it's good seeing all of you again. Uh, uh, come, come. Uh, what is it that you would like to speak to me about? Let's, uh, you'd like to come to my quarters. And he uh, motions towards uh, the captain's quarters of this uh, of this vessel. And when you get there, you can see that Maros has set it up in a way where even though his bed is kind of off in a corner, this isn't a study. This isn't a place that he himself spends a lot of time. There is a table that's kind of been set out. This is more of a place where... There is planning, there is discussion. These captain's quarters are very much a communal meeting center as much as they are the place where he rests. Come, take a seat. Uh, what is it that I can do for you? Oh, by the way, Olman, right? I didn't get a chance to say it last night, but delicious. Thank you. Thank you very much. I um just wanted to um check in. I um spoke with Ryman earlier. I'm sorry. <laughs> I That certainly no, explains your fine. dreary demeanor. It's I just was concerned because I Ryman's always been a little prickly um, but uh, last night was something entirely different things things have changed people change sometimes not for the better When did you notice him become more like this? And 
Maris scratches his forehead and says, He looked up to you. And then you left. And I'm... I get it. I understand that that wasn't something necessarily that was... a decision you wanted to make. I don't think, anyways. Um, but he's never really liked me. I mean, we've always had our squabbles, but you were the, you were the buffer. Things were easier to say the least. So when you left, uh, apparently I was doing things wrong, but he ended up helping me get a job because, well, family helps family when they can. And I wound up with a better ship. And that's something that he doesn't particularly like. I can't really help that. I get better catch. I... But apparently my s streak of luck is not something that he appreciates. Feels like maybe I owe it to him to have him have the... I don't understand it myself I <sighs> he um seemed very protective of Mr. Doy yes yes he is that is Have you ever seen someone with gold coins in their eyes before? Uh, yes. That would be our brother. <laughs> so when his employer is able to be a source of positive enforcement that he's been looking for from either you or myself or mother or father but not only are they able to give him that reinforcement but also pay him well he's gonna get a little defensive I mean I I also owe Mr. Dory a decent bit I have my vessel now and who knows someday I'll be able to make my own fleet but do I feel like I owe him the utmost respect? Not inherently. He showed up with money. He showed up with a decent idea as to where to actually go and fish, but I've made most of my own routes myself. As a newcomer to this place, he was telling you all where to fish? 
He had ideas. Hmm. Odd. Always perks up at this. He said that he knew some... He knew that, well, he had been studying the runs, is what he described it. He'd been at least... From what we were aware, he knew that there was going to be a windfall. He wanted people who were in on it, so he reached out. Uh, and, uh, sorry, that's just, uh, my personal field of study. What sort of, uh, what sort of fish, what sort of migratory patterns was he suggesting? Honestly, or just like what what was the catch like well when he f before we got here there wasn't really much and then it was um it was a while before he showed up that we started noticing that there was an increase in well fish but we just didn't have the resources necessary to put together the boats so he came here he helped us out with that. So we helped him in return. And when we started to, there is a total between myself and Rhinan, five masts that are used for fishing. Doesn't that seem like a lot? Didn't used to be this way. We. It would be one or two fishing boats. Nothing like this. We're the center. We are the center for fresh catches from Boulder's Gate to the mainland. If you want fresh fish, you come to Moran. Brother, if you would be um, forthcoming with me for a moment. What's your read on him, this Mr. Dor? Oh. Detect uh, thoughts. <laughs> All right, All right tag team, let's go. <laughs> uh, I just want to make sure that he's given us the unfiltered version. Yeah. Uh, I would say. Mero says, uh, I think that he is a shrewd businessman. He's generous, yes, but he asks for competitive prices. I don't think that his uh, people skills are the best. Um, and uh, when he says that, Albus, you get a detect thought of he stinks. Do I get a visual? Um, you do not get a visual to go along with this. I, I think that um, he... I think he has a good idea of 
where we can go and make some quality catches. Albus, you get the... He got lucky a couple times, and now we're hired on to follow his lucky guesses. And... I don't know, I... I gives me a paycheck. Do you know how he managed to get his way onto city council at all? You said he's not really a people person and I don't know, it just strikes me as odd. What is the sound of two gold pieces rubbing against each other? Hmm. Politics. Doesn't surprise me. Do you know where he um where he usually does where he usually works out of if we could get in contact with him at all? Yeah, he works out of his warehouse in the Alchemist Guild or in the Alchemist Quarter. Oh, it suddenly makes so much more sense now. <laughs> <laughs> and when he says that he works out of the Alchemist's Quarter, uh Albus, you get from Maros Probably to pay for, uh, probably to be closer to all that perfume he buys. <clears throat> well, hmm. I suppose I could give him a shot. I'm actually looking to, um, perhaps settle back down in Milan and, um, well, I'll be leaving my company soon and I'll be in need of pay. Wondering if the same brotherly sisterly love could be extended this way. She'll bat her eyelashes a little, just like a little tease. <laughs> I can help you get a job if you want. You already have your own boat. You already have your own crew. It, see, is this really all of you? You only need four people for that vessel? We're very efficient. All right. Um, well, if you'd like, um, I could talk to him, uh, see about setting up a meeting. Uh, otherwise, um, you could always go and see if he's there. He doesn't ever really venture out onto the waters with the rest of us. He's too busy with paperwork and all of that. Um, but uh, if you wanted, if you had the funds for it, I mean, we wouldn't even have to work for him. Like I said, I eventually I could make my own I could make my own fleet. If you were all wanting to buy into it as well, we could start our own business here. Be our own bosses. Well, I mean I have to admit <clears throat> I actually really love what you've done with this ship. Thank you. It's not what I've done with the ship, it's it's really just the crew. 
Do you mind if I take a look around? Not at all. Thank you. I think he stands up and gives a little nod, and he's gonna just do a casual sort of look around the ship. Well, I suppose I'll... I want to at least meet the man who extended his hand out towards my family and helped them in a time of need. So perhaps I can make my own judgments. But um, I'm intrigued by your idea. However, I feel like I need to at least cover all the faces. Surely you understand. Of course. Never jump into something without thinking about it first. And without drafting a very clear and concise contract. And as you say that, Maros rolls his eyes uh, a little bit and says, yes, yes, yes. Now, the meeting will probably have to be for either tomorrow or later tonight. We're about to set out. Uh, so I won't be able to speak to Mr. Dory until I return. Uh, would that be all right for you? I'll look at Albus and Ullman. Like, is that agreeable? Ullman shrugs. More time to think up how to clean up this smog. city would be a lot nicer without it. I was sold on a very clean city, and uh, if I'm going to settle here, I'm going to make it that way. Reinen, uh smiles and nods and says, there is definitely something to be said about overnight fishing trips. Alright, well, as soon as um, as soon as you can, to early as convenience, if you wouldn't mind, um, putting in a good word, um, I'd be most appreciative, and, uh, well, you know where to find us. Of course. Ah. Couldn't get there today. Uh, and he, he nods, um, and uh, with that, uh, he'll stand up um, and says, I'll try and get you in as soon as we can. And he will, uh, he will give you a, another hug, Jill, uh, and will kind of like tossle the top of your hair uh, and give you a kiss on the forehead and just says, um, I have to be going off soon, but Tonight. I'll let you know when you can meet him tonight. Thank you, Maros. Of course. Anything for family. And mm -hmm. uh, then uh, Ullman, Albus, what are... Uh, he obviously does not extend the same familial... Uh, familial setting off uh to the two of you 
um but he still gives you a very polite nod and bow yeah and he doesn't kiss me in my forehead eyeball no he's not he's not into that uh i think omen just goes in for uh you know the forbidden uh jutsu now the handshake uh (laughs) and says thank you for having us on your ship of course uh it was a pleasure uh hish what are you looking for specifically or are you just doing like the most cursory glance um i think i think hish is looking for anything out of place um or anything that might suggest that this ship isn't what it seems to be or any kind of religious feels like the wrong word but religious iconography okay make a make an investigation check oh my perception is much better all right everyone wish me luck i mean it's a 10 (laughs) you while you're looking around you can't help but think to yourself the crew all seem very nice they all seem very ready this is such a large this is such a large ship and it's being run by a bunch of fishers if you were still on the iron duke still doing your old sea bandit ways oh my god this would be such an easy target but like you're not you're not doing that you're not thinking about it that way not trying to think about it that way anyways but like this would be such a this would be such a clean mark no one would even know that you came and went and then this would be the new iron duke um but you don't end up finding any uh you don't end up finding any like large spires in the bills to forgotten uh forgotten arch demons you don't find uh any large swirling patterns there's no like large muscular beating heart to symbolize that something's fucking weird in the in the uh in the innards of this ship the closest thing that you find uh is that there there are some charms that are set up that just seem to be basic wards uh for homage to umberly uh it seems like uh while not necessarily uh the preferable god of sailors they still they still you know they 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 give her some charms as a treat they pay their dues. Uh, yeah, they pay their dues so that way this easy mark of a ship won't then find itself on the bottom of the ocean. But other than that, it seems like this entire vessel is ship shape. Ship shape. Yeah, I think he um uh skips back up to the to the deck and uh gives Oh fuck. Maros, is that his yeah. name? Yeah, gives Maros a, a very firm handshake. It says, um, <clears throat> it's truly a, a beautiful ship you have here. And uh, at that, Maros uh, just sort of smiles and nods and just, uh, well, thank you. Uh, I appreciate the compliment. It was a pleasure, Captain. Captain. And he 
nods towards you as well. Yeah, gives him a little. You and yours are welcome aboard mine at any time. Same for you. Shall we? Yes, let's um, let's depart. Okay. So as you are uh, as you are departing and making your way, um, Jill and Ullman, the two of you, what is everyone's? Sorry, what's everyone's passive perceptions? I know that Jill and Ullman's are stupid high, so. 19, 19, baby. <laughs> how, much, hey! how much was yours, Hish? 17. 17. Albus? 9. Okay. <laughs> but Albus. you have three eyes. <laughs> what, do you, what do your Avalith eyes see? I cannot see. I'm legally blind. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Hish, Ullman, and Jill, as the, as the three of you are walking with Albus in tow, you begin to hear... Uh, the talks of some of the uh, the talks of some of the sailors on the docks, um, and there is a general air of worry about them. But the worry doesn't seem to be about where they are setting off to, but it seems to be where they are coming from. It seems to be related to the actual styes themselves, and. They, you overhear bits and pieces, but what you're able to piece together is it happened again. Last night, there was an altercation that occurred in the alchemist's quarter. One of the sailors, uh, one of the sailors that was supposed to be aboard Rhinan's vessel uh, earlier this day ended up going missing. And one of the other sailors uh, is able to say that they didn't go missing. It was the lamplight killer. They got them. And you hear someone else say uh, that they don't believe that it could have been the lamplight killer. They caught the lamplight killer. And if that was the case, why isn't there a body? But last that uh, one of the others that you hear uh, is that this sailor was last seen heading into the alchemist's, uh, into the alchemist's quarter. And then they weren't seen coming back. I can't wait to get murdered. And that's where we're going to go to our break for the evening. So I would like to say thank you to everybody who has stuck with us so far. We are going to try and be back in five to ten minutes. So don't go no place unless it is to grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, or possibly go to indooradventure.redbubble.com and pick yourself up something nice. But we will try and be back shortly. So we'll see you guys then. All right, everybody. See you soon. everybody we are back so our wonderful crew members have just heard that once again the lamplight killer has struck but how could it be the lamplight killer he was arrested days ago 
So let's get back into it. You guys have just heard about this kind of uh, this altercation that seems to have happened within the alchemist's quarter. Uh, what would you like to do? Should we perhaps go to the alchemist's ward? I mean... I suppose it wouldn't hurt to look around, but especially during the day, but we should be careful. Of course. Hish kind of looks at himself and then over at Ullman um, and then back to himself and says, you know, I think we'll be okay. Uh, I think because we are outside, uh, Omen is wearing his protective eye gear, which is just, uh, Ham has recreated the sunglasses that they had, uh, for their aviator tools. All right. So just big aviators. <laughs> and then have the rest of you also purchased, uh, eye goggle wear? No. Cool. Not that I remember, but we probably should. <laughs> so I'd like for everybody who doesn't have protective eyewear to roll a constitution save. Are you going to let me roll this? That is a... Oh, I'm sorry, character sheet. I got a... No, 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 19. Well, apparently my constitution is, my constitution save is plus nine, which I didn't realize. So it's a 15 plus nine. So 23? Yeah, no, 24. 24. Five. Alvis, there's Alvis! something in your goddamn eyes again. <laughs> Everyone Owen else feels around and is like, but eye gear, that was the first thing we needed. <laughs> I mean... I'm sure if there's a place to buy protective eye gear, it would be in, a, in the Alchemist ward. I mean, if you're doing science, you need to cover your eyeglasses, your well, eyes. Keep a lookout as we're on our way, then. But I suppose that's a direction to go. I'm not sure that we'll find anything that can accommodate my situation, though. Yes, Maybe we could get some custom made. I mean, you just keep this eye closed, and that covers it, and then you protect these two, and you're like a, a fashionable or bandana. Get a a cool pair of sunglasses that have three lenses. So I honestly, without. Without new character art or anything right now, I'm just imagining like this guy with a three, uh, three lens pixelated sunglasses, just like going over his face with deal with it. <laughs> oh yeah, and I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Uh, I would say 
make an investigation check to find uh to find a place that is currently selling eyewear. 24 7 Albus, you're just so frustrated at the fact that there's something in your goddamn eyes again. Uh, Ullman, you are able to find somebody who is willing to sell eyewear. Uh, it looks like uh, there are definitely some, uh, some premium prices that are currently being charged for said eyewear. Um, it is going to be 75 gold pieces per set. Okay. Yeah, I I don't think Omen really even bothers trying to haggle. He just like grumbles a little bit and, and hands it over. Okay. Sounds good. So you all now have premium eyewear. It looks rather fashionable. Mm. Mm, styling. <laughs> okay. So, um, let's see if we can get closer to where this disappearance occurred. Are there any, like, mumblings and, and whispers that give us any sort of indication where in the alchemist ward we can... It is honestly not a hidden thing. Like... Okay where this happened wasn't like in a, a central square or anything like that but it doesn't seem like there are a lot of efforts being done uh to like close off a crime scene or anything like that it like people are are effectively trying to make it out like nothing has happened that everything is fine uh, but when you get near, uh, this, uh, this alleyway, uh, it definitely looks like something most certainly happened here, you know, cause of the blood, uh, that just has not been cleaned off from the ground and a little bit that has, like, since splashed up onto a wall. Um, all things considered, it doesn't look great uh it a grisly affair definitely did happen here and you can see that the city guard was trying to kind of like move people along and get them out of the way but business needs to continue as usual here within the alchemist's quarter so there's not even that much of a guard presence it's more of like someone sticking around so that way they don't catch you licking the blood off of the wall and even then if you were licking it they might not stop you uh i think as we're we're looking there omen kind of froze his eyebrows and looks over at you jill i don't know a lot about scrying but does having someone's blood make it easier i think as a technicality yes if you have any part of their body such as like hair toenails anything i would assume that blood falls in that category however there is a caveat to that if the person is no longer alive spells work doesn't take hold there's nothing to really 
look through anymore. What if they were altered? In what way? I don't know if they were squidified. Well, I assume because they would still be alive and still be, you know, I imagine they'd have the same blood and be the same person. So I think it might work. What was that? Might be worth collecting a sample just to give it a shot at some point. Maybe not now, but... Well, do you, do you have a file? Do you have a something I can... Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, Omen does have a pack of alchemist supplies. <laughs> uh... So I think he goes over uh, closer to the scene and, and sees what he can pick out. If there's like any bits of flesh left over or... Uh, make an investigation check to investigate for flesh, I suppose. I want to investigate a crime scene. Thank you very much. <laughs> How chunky is the salsa? CSI Saltmarsh. That's a natural 20. A total of 26. All right. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man has died. I'm so sorry. Um, whew. So, uh, with your natural 20, uh, this is the... This is the gif of the lady that has like all of the trigonometry going on, but it is Omen just scanning the crime scene. And uh, Omen, you go and you can start collecting samples of the blood. And as you do, uh, you notice that there is like a small beetle that's crawling on the ground that seems to be like moving in a particular pattern and you're able to see where the beetle's moving. And you notice that there are uh, there are footprints of a of a human man, uh, probably stood roughly around like five ten, uh, based off uh, and a little bit more heavy set based off of the size and also indentation of the shoe, uh, based on the amount of blood splatter and the direction that it's in. You can tell uh, what angle the uh the slash came from that then done uh did this fellow in you can see drag marks uh of a body actually being pulled away from this area as the blood kind of sweeps uh in a motion more on the ground uh getting caught up in the dirt even though it doesn't seem to line up with the splash marks against the wall so you know that there has been some altera uh, alteration tampering with this crime scene that you have begun to investigate. Uh, but the thing that mm, is very odd to you uh, is that the footprints of uh, the would-be killer 
they seem almost like uh, they too drag. Uh, almost like the killer isn't lifting their feet all the way up off of the ground whenever they move. And the footprints that are there are webbed. They seem almost like some sort of potentially aquatic-like creature is responsible for uh, for the damage that was done here. Uh, I think Omen has enough uh, knowledge to put this together without me needing to roll anything. He knows about scum because he knows about Avaleth, right? Yeah, and Alvis is also exp- like Alvis the day before had had spoken about scum. Okay, so he can he can make this jump here, I think. So he like after picking around the the scene for a moment, turns up and turns around. The lamplight killer is a scum. I mean, yes, they're a bad person, but what does that have to do with anything? No, like Aboleth scum, the 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 hey now creatures they create. <laughs> It's just their name! <laughs> How can you be sure? It's not my fault, linguistically. No, 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 but how do you know it's a... Oh, the... in the process? If you come over here, the scene has been altered, but the biggest thing here is that the murderer's footprints both drag a little bit and are webbed webbed being the primary thing you see and albus when olman points out uh points out these footprints yeah you are very familiar with creatures that would then leave footprints such as these yep I see. Which is actually really hard right now. Is there enough tracks for us to follow? I can try. I'm not sure where they'll go, though. Or how far they'll go. Uh, make, I would say with your natural 20 investigation, make a survival check with advantage. Uh, would you like some galaxy brain on top of that? Sure. Cool. 1d6. 1d6? Sure, I'll just, I'll just use that right now. (laughs) I rolled the same thing on both d20s which is a 10 <laughs> and a one on the inspiration dice for a total of 12 <laughs> hey. all right so with your 12 um it is it's a little difficult to track the the drag marks as effectively as you would like had it rain like had it been like rainy within the last week and no one had messed with the crime scene perhaps it would have been a little bit easier but again given the lax nature of the styes there are many footprints that came through here 
There are prints of animals running through here, rats, dogs. A plethora of creatures have come through this, this alleyway today. Uh, so you're having a little bit of a difficulty following them. But at the end of this hallway, uh, of this alleyway, you can see that uh, the drag marks seem to be leading towards what looks like a uh, the direction of a small bridge that extends over a canal that actually runs through the alchemist's quarter. Uh, as they, or as we all around the corner, Omen looks up over at the uh, bridge and just points, probably there. Uh, it's kind of hard to track these prints through everything else that's come through and it's not even been rainy recently but if I had to guess where they were going it's that canal well I don't think we're following it into the canal wait did the prints go in the canal Ullman, uh, Ullman knows that they, the drag marks and prints lead towards the canal and bridge area, but he wasn't able to make a clear distinction as to uh, the direction which they then uh, for sure went. Is the water in the canal just as gross and brackish as... The water in the bay? The water in the canal looks like an oil painting in a way that water should never look like. There are vibrant yellows and greens and some blues streaking through in an almost rainbow-like manner. Again, water should not look this way. But yet you see that there are individuals that are in the canal that seem to, like, have their, like their pant legs rolled up and they're just sort of like rifling through uh the mud and water and every once in a while one will pull out what looks like a vial of something they'll shake it like open it up do a little taste test put the cap back on and then put it into a bag these just seem like very very much they are scavengers here trying to get whatever they possibly can that was thrown away by the alchemists guild uh the bridge where does it lead to like is there some more stuff on the other side it looks like it's more just residential area it's not necessarily um any kind of industrial uh there's no industrial thing, and you're uh, the direction that you're going as well, uh, continuing over the bridge. Uh, if you continued past that point, uh, you would pro like it would take you less than ten minutes to wander out of the alchemist's quarter. Well, based on what we know, I don't suppose our perpetrator went to the residential district. Uh, how hard would it be to follow the canal up, like, uh, upstream like, get to its via source? the streets? Uh, as far as getting to the source uh, and following along the city street, 
they are roughly one in the same. Uh, you're able to follow along the canal, and after a while of going past it, uh, or following up it, you see that there is the source of the smog here, uh, here within the styes. Uh, it is a large, almost ramshackle-style building uh, that you would recognize as the Alchemist's Guild. Uh, it seems like it was roughly about, uh, it looks like at least five different buildings have all been just shoved onto each other. Like, one small corner of this building has, like, reddish painted walls and a certain kind of uh like wood style pattern another portion is uh almost like a cinder block style pattern then another one has like these large glass windows that you can just see are very gross they are covered by just grime and dirt but there is like a single hole that has been cleared off so whoever is inside can actually look out and see the city uh, as they work. It just looks like a very poorly constructed building that is doing its heckin' best to be an eyesore, uh, both literally and figuratively, to the city of Moran. And Jill, you recognize, like, you remember when this building was first put in, uh, back when you still lived here, and it looked like this before you left, uh, maybe not with, like, the levels of grime that it currently has on it, that seems to be new, but it still just looked like there, it looked like there was an argument amongst architects who were in the process of building it, and in order to be petty, they built it five different ways. Well, uh, probably came here. Potentially. But, uh, don't suppose we can just march in there and say, Hey, um, is there a fish person here dumping bodies? And also stop polluting while you're at it? Or at least, well, maybe he didn't go here. If we're suspicious of Mr. Moneybags, uh, didn't your brother say his warehouse was near here? He said it was in the Alchemist Ward. We should see if we can maybe figure out where that is and how close it is to this canal. Because they could have just taken the body back there. I don't know where this pony, but I assume we can ask around. And as you are all sort of looking at the canal, uh, the four of you see the door of this building open. And you see, uh, you hear this individual first. It is a a kind of deep, almost raspy laugh uh, that comes from inside and says, Oh, pleasure doing business with you. A pleasure, of course, as always. Uh, and you see 
this large figure uh, kind of coming out of the door frame, and they seem to be holding a satchel, uh, or uh, a parcel, rather. Uh, and this figure, uh, as they walk, their skin is almost a putrid-looking white color. You can see that there are uh, some mild, uh, mild lesions that they have kind of creeping up the side of their neck and it seems like almost one half of their face is a little bit more drooping than the rest uh almost like they had some sort of shock to their brain that they were then able to survive much in the way a stroke victim would have and they are wearing nicer looking clothes and you can see that it looks like there are like how this figure is not able to realize it, or maybe they do and they just don't care, it almost looks like there are things that are, like, moving on the side of his right jowl, almost in an undulating insect-like manner. Um, and uh, they just nod uh, very appreciatively towards uh, whoever they were talking inside and then they begin to just sort of lumber swaying back and forth as they make their way outside uh, out of this building back in the direction towards the center uh, of the alchemist's quarter and you see that there is a human man uh, who ends up standing in the doorway after this figure leaves and just okay bye and then you see them with that same smile reach around the side of the door and they pull out what looks like a mechanic uh like a metallic canister and they shake it a few times and you hear a rattling from inside of the canister they will then pull a uh like their shirt over their mouth stand back and they press the top of the canister and you see a spray come out and they are just spraying the entire entryway of where that person has just left from. And then they put the canister back and shut the door. Indoor, did, did that person look familiar? Albus and Jill, this person looks very familiar. And now that you can see them uh, more towards the light of day, uh, a closer look would reveal that this person has a kind of receding hairline uh and again they do not look healthy oh no ma'am <laughs> oh he uh yeah he's uh hot he no hot. <laughs> i'm here to shame actually i was i was thinking the like old man crab thing from monsters inc anyway so that's pretty close hmm just him rotting, you know? A yeah, little bit. replace the crab with... Normal legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're good. Uh, why? I'm spacing hit the... Darcy? Dory. 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 Mr. Darcy Wait. is from the Jane. <laughs> from Jane yes! <laughs> Meanwhile, we spent all this time preoccupied about finding Dory. Yes. Boom! Uh... <laughs> Woman looks at everyone and 
I, I think that's Mr. Gory. <laughs> Jill's just like, looks at Albus. <laughs> I sure was talking to Skothgar. And it all comes full circle. Just like I thought it would. We don't have to talk to that guy, do we? Well, we may need we to could kill him. Stealthily. Telepathy. Totally said that in her mind. I think we should kill that guy. To be fair, that very important guy. To be fair, in the styes, no one would even look at you different for saying it out loud. They have a point. I mean, see. someone had to. <laughs> I think killing him now would be dangerous because we don't know where their lair is. And we we need that information. Did we see what he was buying, maybe? Uh, I didn't, but I was guessing perfume. Well, I was I was asking if we should what what is the what is the shop that he looked like he was coming out of look like that is the that is the architect's nightmare of the five houses stuck in one uh gotcha, gotcha, it gotcha. wasn't necessarily a storefront as it was just like the headquarters of the alchemist guild gotcha okay well perhaps we could inquire inside about what he was buying i think it would be more prudent to just follow him i don't want to follow that guy or we'll just get introduced to him tonight i mean it's and do a little snooping while we're under good graces and perhaps go in with a better idea of what we're doing and an advantage have we ever done that never and it's been bad (laughs) don't worry I know someone who could follow him. And I <laughs> Hish kinda looks <laughs> down at his pocket. He's pretty good looks at up it. towards you. Uh squeaky squeak squeaking. They make the hand motion for treats. <laughs> Owen, uh, can you help yeah. her? Hey, Chess. Can you follow in return for following that very stinky man uh, and being able to lead us back to where, whatever building he goes into, that's all. I'll prepare you something special. Their eyes like bulge out a little bit and then come back in. They are excited about the prospect of this. They've got to be very sneaky. You see them bring a paw up and make a shush like motion. <laughs> And then a nod. And then they will like struggle out of Hish's front pocket and then just fall. <laughs> no! <laughs> they don't climb out and no one has helped Chess move. I didn't realize they were in a pocket. <laughs> I think Hish will try and like 
I kind of like, oh, 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 like catch him on his way down and set him down oh, and yeah. give him a little bit of jerky for the road. Road jerky. Chez yeah. is appreciative. And then you see them like look up at your group, nod, and then they just scoot off in the direction that Mr. Dory left. Well, we may never see that ride again. Don't say that, Albus. I can't emotionally handle it. Jill just kind of nods to Alvis. <laughs> I have utmost faith in Jess. He'll be back. What I think we should do, though, is go back to our ship where the air is fresh and clean and we can relax at ease. Do you not want to hear back from the rat? He... Yeah, I don't think the rat Well, he might be able to find his way back to the ship. I suppose in I the meantime, think if if you do want to go into the alchemist's shop, I sort of thought that was why we were here. I'll wait out here for Chess then, because I can speak to him. Okay, and I guess we'll go into the alchemist shop to. Yeah, to what end? <laughs> What's yeah, your what game are, plan? What are we doing here? <laughs> what he bought, right? We had, we had that thought, but then we thought to follow him. But I thought we wanted to go to the Alchemist Guild for a different reason. Uh, so I mean, Connor wanted to go to the Alchemist anyway. Guild. Connor wanted to go to the Alchemist Guild to see if he could find where Mr. Dory was. And we found where Mr. Dory was. We presume. We're being pretty presumptuous. <laughs> I think we can... The man stinks. <laughs> You're telling me there's only one stinky man in this town? <laughs> Albus <laughs> wasn't here at the beginning of all this, so now there are two stinky men in town. <laughs> this town ain't big enough for the both of them. It, it ain't, and like I intend to kill the other one. There's um, only room for one filthy fill here. Uh... I mean, I have an idea of what I would like to do, but I don't know if it necessarily requires everyone. I think Jill would like to go and see if she could, like, either go to, like, this might be a little silly, but, like, the equivalent of City Hall or, like, a library to see if she could look at, like, some of the laws for the city and some of the, like, laws for the guilds and stuff to see if she could get their ass on paper <laughs> stop the pollution yeah she if if she's going to mr joy tonight she wants to like be prepared okay sounds good so olman you are just going to be waiting for chez's return uh, and the rest of you are going to the library that i'm gonna play? stay with olman okay so Hish uh, and Jill are going to the library then. Got it. Yes. Okay. So thank you, Elvis. Buddy system. Let me see. I also want to do something. Okay. So the closest thing would be City Hall. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's take it to City Hall. <laughs> okay. So you are the two of you can then make your way to city hall honestly it will all things considered take maybe 20 minutes to walk there it's really not that far of a distance 
Uh, and when you approach, uh, like once you have entered into the building, you see that there is a uh, little, there's a little gnomish man uh, who kind of has like half moon glasses that have these uh, almost like a silver chain that holds them up through the back. And they just say, hello, may I help you? Um, hi. Uh, we were wondering if we could perhaps um, peruse some of the, uh, the bylaws for this city. Um, we're mainly interested in looking at guild regulations and um, getting an insight to that. that Those are public records available for, for citizens, right? Yes, they are public record. May I inquire as to why you're looking for these? Well, I'm a very um, studious individual with a interest in um, career politics. Make a persuasion check. <laughs> 19. <laughs> That'll do it. Uh, and the clerk. Very well. Come this way, please. Uh, and they, like push this chair back hop down and you see like the chair like the level that they were sitting at is higher than their standing height and so they walk around the counter uh and then together uh with this clerk they take you to uh the hall of records and once you are there uh so you wanted to look at uh, what was it again uh, current city statues and laws about uh, what? Guilds. Guild guilds. regulations. Oh, of course, guilds, guilds, guilds. Um, well, as you can see here, we have our common practices forms. Uh, if you would like to become a guild, uh, you would fill out this form right here. Uh, then we have uh, a brief history of uh, the finances for some of the guilds. Financial clarity is a very important part of being an industrious uh, force within the city, as it were. And you can find those here. Um, uh, we have some import and export seats uh, ranging from all of the, well, the rest of what trade princes are often interested in. Um, We're really just looking for the regulations, I believe. Oh, well, um, that would be these over here. And, uh... It's like three sheets of paper that end up getting six. brought out. Uh, here are the regulations. Uh, <clears throat> is that all? Do you need anything more of me? Are these 
current regulations? Have there been any recent amendments? Uh, previous versions of documents? I think she's just gonna like rattle things off. <laughs> <laughs> off <of> <laughs> dead to try and get Jill. as much as she can. Uh, <laughs> it seems like this gnomish fellow is actually quite skilled in legalese and is able to keep up with you, Jill. Uh, and ends up letting you know um, as far as changes to the statutes of the city, there haven't been changes. And uh, well, since the city's founding, we have always abided by the same rules set in place that are to be used by the rest of the trade princes within Arm. Treat every city as if it were the capital, as it were. Now, um, as far as local changes, there have not been any local changes that I have been aware of uh, since I have started working here, and I have been a clerk at City Hall for... Uh, Last week would have been 95 years. Well, congratulations on that change. anniversary. And uh, Jill, as you are looking through the uh, statutes uh, and regulations, yes, with... Uh, as much of the paper ASMR as we possibly can. Um, the You don't end up seeing anything that says that you can't dump excess waste in the river. Uh, it's just that it is usually a general practice that most people don't because it keeps the beautification of the city rising uh as this uh clerk had specified uh traditional uh traditional uh businesses and guilds in om treat every city as if it were the capital as if this is the most important city that you work in so there's nothing necessarily against uh destroying the land around you uh in order to make a quick buck That is entirely frustrating. What is? I'll be honest, I kind of fell asleep a little bit. Technically, they're not doing anything wrong. They're just being dicks. <laughs> well, I, I mean, yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about any business that's a dick and operating in any city. So does that mean we have to get a law passed? I've never drafted up a law before. But I can certainly try. <clears throat> and no time like the present to start. <laughs> I mean, I guess we've got the time, but don't forget about Mr. Dory or whatever. Yes, yes, yes. Um, that's all related, but um this at least gives me some insight going in. Is there anything specifically related to the Alchemist Guild or is this just like general? 
it seems like they're that this is very much a general regulations form uh as far as regulations specific to the alchemists guild uh most of it involves dealing with explosive materials uh acidic materials things that could possibly cause uh severe and instantaneous harm to many uh but there doesn't seem to be anything about uh there doesn't seem to be anything about like smog regulation uh or again polluting the river nothing about public health yeah there doesn't seem to be much in terms of public health it is more of just please don't blow up your district if you do there will be a fine on the general alchemists guild with which you are associated All right. I suppose that's about as much as we're going to get out of this trip. Um, are you ready to reconvene? I have never been more ready. <laughs> I appreciate you being such a good sport. <laughs> of course. I'm glad this was a fruitful field trip for you. I don't know what you could possibly get out of this place, but... You gotta go armed and ready when you're going into a potentially paperwork field situation. I don't understand why we need, like, the paperwork, why don't we just, like, why do we have to do it? Why can't we just tell city council, hey, they're being dicks. Can they stop being dicks? I mean, yes. That is kind of the goal I want to go with here, but should the need arise you know i guess it would help to be able to hand them the bill already drafted so it takes a lot of the work out of it for them well in any case i have no idea how this meeting is going to go anyway and um, my stomach is turning over onto itself just thinking about it but um that's We'll deal with that later. From the stink or from how this could potentially go wrong in any way. Both. Yeah, I get that. It'll be all right. I hope. (sighs) Certainly hope so. Let's go. Okay. So while Hish and Jill have been off at the library speaking with the clerk, Ullman, you and Albus have been standing around the alchemist's quarter waiting for Chez the Rat to return. Are we near the canal? Yes. I would I want to detect thoughts. Not anyone in particular just like a general vibe check and also is there anything in the canal is there anything sentient in the canal they're the closest thing to sentience that you find within the canal are the scavengers that are in the process of sifting around through the uh through the murky runnings um there doesn't seem to be any large scum-like creatures that are still inhabiting these waters um 
so there isn't uh there is not necessarily a response from uh from the water that you would be able to get a vibe check on uh okay. what you do end up getting from one of these scavengers is a i'm gonna make it big i'm gonna make it rich i'm gonna pull myself up by my bootstraps and i'm gonna get so many gold pieces one cannot actually pull themselves up from their bootstraps is what they get telep telepathically in their head and you see <laughs> the figure like stands up straight and the response that uh, the scan that you I don't get let them again. respond. No, they aren't necessarily responding to you. This is through your detect thoughts uh, that they there is a pause and just I need to stop taste testing these potions. And uh, so, Alvis, you are doing a general vibe check on the area. Ullman, what are you doing? Uh, I think he's just kind of hanging out, uh, keeping an eye out for Chez. Uh, enjoying just chilling with Albus. Okay. After about 20 minutes or so, uh, the your new animal friend and companion Chez, uh you recognize their coloration coming up towards ye uh i like swat down and cut my hands and Chez, uh Chez says i followed them to the place the place that they went great they make little treat hands towards you. I didn't quite think the wording of my promise through because we didn't quite have a chance to go back to the ship. Uh, so when we are on the ship, I will I will make you something tasty. But I don't have anything here except, and he like reaches into a pocket and pulls out, I think like a little. Uh, an attempt at hard candy that he tried uh, <laughs> that's maybe mint flavored <laughs> okay Chez a little shard of that okay so uh, Chez then takes the little piece of hard candy and goes to uh, bite on it and it is like a dog chewing a bone where it's just like they're trying very hard to just like sink their teeth through it this is the first time outside of a bone that they have not been able to just sink their teeth into what you've given them you, you gotta, gave them you cheesecake the day before <laughs> this one's not as soft you gotta kind of chip at the edges and as uh as they are trying to chip at the edges you see uh little tears forming in their eyes as well it seems like this mint is, is mint is a spice and this is very spicy to small rat if you don't like it you, you don't have to eat it and it like i'll make you something better. like it keeps it away from you when you say you don't have to keep it like the fuck do you mean i earned this i'll make you a better treat 
This doesn't have to be your treat. It doesn't have to count unless you like it. <laughs> they are just he, like letting out a series of pleased yet confused squeaks. He like opens up a pocket for them to nestle into. Could uh, telepathy to the rat? Could you show us where you followed him to? Uh, and Ches uh says that way. And you see a tiny little rat hand pointing out of Ullman's, uh, the pocket that Ullman has placed. And it takes all of five minutes of following Chez's directions to actually get to what looks to be a three-story warehouse. And alongside this warehouse, hanging above one of the canals... Uh, is what looks like a lifted ship. Uh, and this ship is, uh, again, it is kind of hanging on uh, these long ladders. And there are, uh, it's almost like a drop bridge uh, in the same way that when a ship lands in a dock, how you kind of throw down uh, a more precarious looking uh, set of stairs way to actually get up to it and it seems like this ship is then uh connected to the uh i believe it is connected to the topmost floor of this here building yes it is connected to the third floor of this building uh through the crane that sort of holds it aloft well that's certainly interesting Yes. And you see it's very busy. There are many people coming uh coming in through uh through the front area of this warehouse. You can see that there are um there are uh dinghies that just have piles of fish uh along the backs that have been rowed up the canal that are then being uh posited or deposited into the warehouse from the canals as well. Uh, it seems like this is very much a, a a place of industry and business. Okay. Uh, so, as we, as we, like, go up, uh, can we, like, just, like, keep walking and, like, circle back around, like, not stop and stare so that we're not arousing suspicion? Are you just walking around the building and not walking into it? That kind of thing? Well, like, not even, like, walking around the building, but just, like, circling back the other way. Oh, yeah. No, and it's, again, like, this is a very populated area. There are a lot of people moving about. Nobody seems to be paying attention to you. Cool. Yeah, and we'll go back to our meeting spot, I guess. Okay. And the meeting spot was going to be on the ship? Thought it's going to be right outside the Alchemist Guild. Is that That's where right. Jill and Hish thought that the meeting spot was? Yeah, sure, whatever. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> Just wanted to verify. For ease of convenience, yes. <laughs> okay, 
so uh yeah Ullman, you and albus uh by the time that you get back you have to wait an additional 10 minutes or so for then hish and jill to uh reappear well any, uh, um anything fruitful yeah we, we found it it's on the warehouse it's a place uh, I think Ullman, like, scoops Chez out of his pocket, I assume much to his chagrin, and, like, carefully okay. hands him back to Hish. Oh, yes. And, Hish, you see that Chez has this, like, green candy? It's like a... It, it might even just be, like, a bead, but Chez has been, like, gnawing on this thing for quite some time. Did you give him glass? No, 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 no. It's, a, it's an attempt at hard candy. And he was very insistent on not giving him up, despite the fact that I promised him a better treat when we got back to the ship, but I didn't have anything better on me, and he expected a treat. No, yeah, that tracks. Okay. I think he just sort of tucks him back into the pocket. You, uh, you keep working on that, buddy. <laughs> So we have to draft a law or a bill. Well, politics works. Technically, it's an amendment. Turns out that the Alchemist Guild, the Alchemist Guild, isn't technically breaking any laws. They're just <sighs> spitting in the face of common decency. Like it's unspoken that we that you don't necessarily do those things that they're doing, but it's not nothing that they can get in trouble for necessarily. Yep. Seems about how it usually goes. One bag of eggs spoils the bunch. So, so back to the ship to work on that well i think we should go back to the ship anyway and figure out what we want our game plan to be going forward for tonight hish kind of slowly nods and then he looks back towards the door of the alchemist guild and he goes i don't know what i would do in there but i just want to know what it's like in there just just go inside and what I don't know. Pretend like you want to buy something. Ask if they give free tours. You can ask about their wares. I don't. I don't know if you want to go inside. Nothing wrong. I mean, they are a shop. I assume they are. Well, I think that's the thing. I don't know if they're a shop because it doesn't look like a shop. They're just a guild. They do business. I'm gonna go in, and. Oh, Jesus Christ. Wish me luck. <laughs> Have fun. I think Hish is going to um, open the door of the of the Alchemist Guild. If it's not open, then he'll knock. But Yeah. No, it is, it is open. Uh, and when you open it, you are just met with, like, this kind of stagnant heat. Like, they what? have... Well, it's like, they have the heater going on oh. all year long. But they oh. don't have any windows open, so it just like oh. smells like old heat, kind of thing. 
Uh, and you, like you are just buffeted by a banquet of smells at this point. There is lavender, there is sage, there is old fish. Uh, it smells like whale. Like whale fat is somewhere in here. You're not exactly sure where that's coming from, but like it is a there's a lot that's going on somewhere axe body spray has not been invented in this world but you're fairly certain that that smell is present from this alchemist's guild mm. and when you step inside the shop you hear a bell ring and that bell is situated near the door and you hear a, i'll be just a minute <laughs> oh Yeah, no, um, <clears throat> take your time. And coming down a flight of stairs, you see the human man uh, that you had uh, spotted previously that had uh, used the uh, spray can container on the door after Mr. Dory left. Uh, and you see they are... Honestly, like, they look fabulous. Like, they have a very nice robe on. Uh, it seems like uh, since interacting with Mr. Dory, they have actually uh, spent some time uh, getting a nice look on their face. Uh, they're, they got the little cat eyes going on in the corners, but, like, honestly, it's on point. Who would have thought? And they look at you and kind of... Uh, steep their fingers together and just how may I help you? I don't believe we've had the acquaintance. My name is Loquid and who to whom do I have the pleasure? Uh, Loquid, it's it's good to meet you. I'm Captain Hish Sungard. Oh, uh, Just rolled Captain. into town the other day. Well, Captain, you have come to the right place. Are you looking to spruce up, possibly woo a lover that you've left on shore? What's your scent? <laughs> what do you have going for you? What is it? Hish, I think, turns a little, like, a little red and shakes his head and says, um, <clears throat> no, I, 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 I suppose I was just more curious about, um, just more curious about what this was. I saw someone coming out here uh, with a parcel, so I just sort of, I wasn't sure what you sold here. I sell perfumes. At least I do. Uh, many people upstairs. Well, they also work on a variety of things. But on this floor, this is my shop. Uh, we deal primarily in scents. Uh, others deal primarily in potions. Uh, the... A little bit of poisons every once in a while, but uh, those clientele are really few and far between, and I don't particularly enjoy their company. But what did the parcel look like? Was it uh, brown paper, a little bit of twine? I mean, the, the, the parcel was less distinctive than the man, I would say. Oh, distinctive man, hmm. Not in, not in, um, not in a delightful way. More in a. Well, you are in Moran. Way. Most men here are a little drab, if I do say so myself. But you, you have real potential. 
I was gonna say I really like the like open shirt face, kind of flowing hair that you have. That little bit of stubble on your face it looks <clears> like <throat> the cover of a novel. A novel I'd like to read. <laughs> he blushes more and sort of crosses his arms and then uncrosses his arms and then. <clears throat> uh, thank you. You're um, very flattering. I am. Um, um, do you said you sold perfumes? Yes. Do you have any in mind that you're looking for? You seem like the kind of rustic, handsome... I could get you to smell like a campfire, if you wanted, wherever you are. I could smell like a campfire all a the time. campfire all the time. Little bit like... of cedar, some kind of smoky after effect. Ah, delightful. Yeah, I think Hish leans forward and sort of puts one of his elbows on the on the sort of display case, I assume, that's there. Oh, yeah. Um, and says, yes, actually. I, I, think I, I, I think I would like something like that. Well, it's only 75 silver pieces if you're interested. Comes with at least 30 uses in it, so you can get an entire month of just campfire scent about you. Um, do you actually, um, I would, I would be interested in that, but do you have anything, um, more, I guess like a, a Daphne or a Gardenia scent, perhaps? <laughs> oh, honey. I have multiple scents here. Uh, this this one would be a, a gift, so I'm oh, going to have to well. defer to your expertise on, on this one. Are you trying to find a scent that smells similar, or are you trying to surprise them with a new scent? Um, I, I would say a... Um, I, I would say I'm trying to find something similar to to something before. Um, and yeah. something nostalgic, almost. Yes. Mm. Uh, my um, my ex-wife used to grow uh, Daphne bushes outside the house. They were her pride and joy. Well. Ex-wife, but a gift. So you're either trying to set the next one up to smell like the ex, or well, no. <laughs> now I I see how that how that comes across, but no, no, I no, see. No no. no, no, no. I understand your cards on the table, Captain. I don't know that you do, but okay. <laughs> I uh, trying to find a gift. An old scent, an ex-wife. Yeah, he blushes more and he doesn't say anything. He just looks down. This way. What you're looking for is going to be in our special stock. And the... He... Loquid ends up, like, spending some time with you, going through the different scents, uh, like... Putting some on your wrists, allowing you to rub it, take a scent in so that way you can really tell. And 
he does a very good job it seems like uh they know a little bit of magic where after uh it's a mix of gust of wind and prestidigitation so after uh he has sprayed some onto your wrist and you can smell it prestidigitate clean slate it off so that way you don't have like a thick layer of different uh of different colognes and perfumes that have then been embedded upon you uh, and kind of uses the gust of wind cantrip to really clear the air around you as well so that way each time you're getting these scents in they are new they aren't being muddled up by anything else that you are smelling uh, but uh, all things considered, it was 75 gold for the campfire cologne. You said it was 75 silver. 75 silver, sorry. <laughs> that is correct. Uh, and then uh, for the perfume that is totally not a gift for Talia, uh, you would be looking at... Um, it would end up being 15 gold. Yeah, he'll he'll put it all. Uh, this is top shelf stuff. It's made with precious ambergris. You have to import that all the way from the Northlands. Wow. Um, and and uh, and that's a good thing. Oh yes, it's a very good thing. Right. Well, I suppose I suppose you would be the expert on it. Just out of curiosity, can I also ask where you shop for your clothes? Well, of course. I was just admiring your jacket. It's I, I used to have a, a very nice cloak, but unfortunately... I got it imported all the way from Cholt, mind you. And he just sort of like flourishes it a little bit. Well, I'll keep that in mind. Uh, thank you for all your help. Of course, thank you. And if you ever know anyone who's interested in uh, acquiring a new scent, feel free to send them my way. And then, well, if they tell me that you sent them, I'll give them a little bit of a discount. And, of course, you a little bit of a discount as well if you return. Right. Um, sure. I'll, I'll spread the word. Thank you. <laughs> Have a good day, Captain Sunguard. I'm sure she'll love it. Yeah, he he gives he gives them a nod and uh, steps out of the building. Is everyone still there, or Hish has been in this building for thirty minutes? <laughs> oh, or did they must, all go back to the ship? He must really be like giving it to them in there. I, I bet he's getting down to the bottom of why they're dumping in the water, <laughs> and he's really giving them a piece of his mind. And they may have I killed him shopping. <laughs> Stands out with, steps out with like a, small a little parcel. baggie. <laughs> oh, he's alive. I wish I'd great. Been. Damn it. But as Hish comes back, you you all get this inexplicable scent of a campfire. Alba sneezes. <laughs> I got like swindled. In a kind of sexy way. Excuse me? Is that you? Ish, what are you doing? Smells better than the canal. I don't know. I walked in there and everything smelled really good and he looked so fancy and 
very very flattering and i bought this campfire perfume i mean i want to smell like a campfire all the time but then i also bought perfume for talia and i'm now i'm thinking well that's stupid she doesn't even like perfume and did he charm you i don't i don't think so other than just generally being charming that perfume for talia no Oh, Hish. Oh, Hish. Oh, dear. Don't oh, Hish me. <laughs> I, think, I think it was good. I think it was good. <laughs> she doesn't even like perfume. It's the thought that counts. <laughs> well, Hish, keep going like that and you're definitely going to get yourself a two-bedroom house. <laughs> he's, he's crumbling and like, stomping towards the, <laughs> towards the ship. All right. So at this point, as you guys make your way back towards the ship, it is getting later on in the day. And you can see off in the distance that uh, the tried and true vessel of uh, of your brother Maros is on its return voyage. They seem to be making their way back towards port and you know that it'll be at least an hour and a half before they dock. And then it'll take some time. So you're looking at a early evening conversation with your brother uh, about whether or not he was able to land you a meeting with Mr. Dory uh, that evening or in the morning. Is there anything that you all would like to do or discuss during this time? Can I have a long rest before this meeting? <laughs> I'm sleepy. Yeah. Hopefully we can do it in the morning, but... Uh, I think we did want to have like a team powwow about what we're planning properly. Right. Uh, Omen's definitely going to make food for people uh, because we've been out all day and we need to eat. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you were going to work on your bill in your room or if you were going to bring your, your nice uh, scrap. You're muted. Here. No, I want to talk to everyone. At so the wait, table. Is... Homework at the table. Yeah, Jill's doing homework at the table. She's like writing but talking and doing that thing where she's like talking and she's writing down but she's saying she's like, oh shit. And then she does the little spell, <laughs> creating spell scroll. <laughs> Just start over. I actually am curious, what time is it now versus what time we would be meeting with um... Dory? Dory. Hey, that depends on the brother. Yeah, the meeting has not been set up yet. But uh, I guess that's what I meant. Like, what? How long would it be? What time is it now? And how long would it be before we get to talk to the brother again? You I have think about, about two hours. Yeah, you have about two hours until you can speak with Maris. Well, that's not very long. Okay. So, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm sure it was going to be the same as what you were going to say, probably. Uh, how do we want to approach this going forward? I think there's multiple angles we could take, and um, I just want to make sure that we can come to some sort of agreement on one. I just 
am mostly worried that we don't know how large of a enemy we're dealing with in terms of number which mm-hmm. makes me wary about storming any sort of hideout they have without at least a little more knowledge uh one of the things i i do still have that i've been holding from the uh well our delve into the lizard folk fortress uh is a potion of invisibility if we can figure out where they're hiding i can at least do some scouting when you say they where who's hiding well i assume skothka has some sort of place he's staying and i'm not sure being invisible will help you there well i don't want to get close to skothka i just want to like I doubt it's just a room. He's probably got a network of rooms. Perhaps some sort of dungeon. Uh, what did the building look like? Uh, and we'll just, I'll describe the building. Uh, the triple-decker warehouse with the ship hanging off suspended of the Suspended yeah. ship. You said there was a ship? Yes. I'm just thinking back to when we were privy to that conversation I remember something about there being a ship that's all Connor doesn't remember I vaguely remember it was like they were doing something in the ship or keeping something in the ship no there was no mention of a ship oh well yep. I, guess I, I listened remember. back to it earlier today just to make oh, sure Okay, I misremembered well, Never mind, scratch that. It's been a week. It's been. Uh, what I would like to do, I forgive me for being very uh, goal oriented, is I very much like to get Mr. Dory alone and interrogate him and then kill him. I'm just worried about that tipping off our enemy and causing them to put forward plans that they were still holding off on. Mainly be... being that there's a possible Kraken sea monster of some kind that we have no idea how it's being contained or if it exists and I don't want to bring that out by being rash. Right. Maybe eventually killing. Oh, most certainly. At some point, we will kill that man. At, at the very least, once we get into a room with him, I would very much like to probe his mind for every detail. Under normal circumstances, I would be extremely uncomfortable with that. But... Yeah, okay. I trust you to be subtle about it, so. That's the thing. It all depends on him. I can try. I can try to get a lot of information out of him. And I can try to be subtle, but if I fail... There's a chance that 
He'll know that you were probing into his mind. Absolutely. Uh, she says with a pointed look. I mean, at that point, if he knows... I mean... Just keep trying? I don't I know could. how it works. You've also de-escalated from that point many times. <laughs> I have. And he has no reason to think that, well... Yeah. He should have no reason to distrust us innately. So we may be able to slip up once, but... <clears throat> I don't, maybe I'm just thinking rashly, but I don't understand why we're trying to be so delicate and beat around the bush with this. Like, I understand getting in is probably a delicate process, but once we're there, certainly we can just strong arm him. Well, Mr. Jory is in a very powerful position within the city, is he not? He is on city council, that's true. Um, and there are several individuals in the city uh, that are beholden to him for providing them um, jobs, income. Right. I wasn't thinking of that. We also did come across that scum, or the evidence of one within the ward that he has a foothold in. If the scum are not beholden to him, then they're beholden to Skothgar. Makes sense to me. Which means Skothgar is at the very least keeping his eye on that ward. I guess I'm just maybe being paranoid, but I'm just thinking about the people coming here who we would like to have a place to meet them and be alive to do so. Uh, and the fact that we don't know how far his web stretches within this town. And we don't know what his plan is. And I don't want to show our hand and force him into a position where he's going to enact his plan. Until we're, we maybe have a better idea what he's doing. Or we have a trump card at the very least. At the moment, I feel like we're lacking in both of those departments. Say we do have this meeting, and say we do just talk to him. What will we intend to get out of that? I would like to gauge his intentions, see where 
his mind's at, how deep this facade goes. I mean, my brother's put enough, at least mine, and puts enough stock into him to trust him. I'm just, it's perhaps selfish of me, but I want to know who this individual is, my such sway over him. There's something outside of the coin. If you can keep that, if you can keep that conversation going, I can at least read the surface levels of his mind. I just feel like we're not going to get anything out of just talking to this guy. I feel like we're going to circle back to the same position we're in now. We might not, but we're going to get easy safe access into his warehouse, which may give us a better idea about if it connects to a hideout of some kind. Uh, I could use that time to investigate that ship that we saw. They could be hiding something in there. I mean, for all we know, the entrance to wherever he's hiding is underneath the water. And at that point, like, w this whole line of reasoning won't even get us there. But if your detect thoughts works or we don't find anything, then we can perhaps reposition ourselves to interrogate him. That's another thing I'm, I'm wondering about, too. You got me on this thought of this underground cavern. But say we go in and one of our positions we take is that we're concerned citizens. Uh, the water here is being polluted. He's a city councilman. Perhaps he could have some sort of sway and, you know, enforcing more regulations on the guilds. If we pursue that line of thought, and maybe, Albus, you take a peek into where his brain's at, maybe we can see if he's hiding something? I wouldn't be surprised if this pollution was directly benefiting Skafka and allowing him to operate secretly in the waters without being seen at all, because you can't see anything in the water. I mean, if he's a, a sea creature, though, right, Elvis, of some sort, then wouldn't the pollution be detrimental? I mean, it's certainly it detrimental. detrimental for me. Well, if if I remember right, he wasn't like in the water proper. He was like in his own little pool. Right? Yeah. Skothka was, or? Whenever we saw Skothka. Line the people Honestly. to what's happening with the smog and make it so that you can't see what's under their feet. We could just ask him where Skothka. We could. <clears throat> That's still towards the just pushing the button side of things that makes me uncomfortable, but if all else doesn't work. I mean, we're going to have to at some point, Roman. There's going to be risk at some point. I know. I just don't even know what the scale of the risk is, and that makes me nervous. I'm sorry. 
And Ullman, as you say that you don't know what the scale of the risk is uh, and apologize, the four of you hear the sound of a familiar voice calling out for his sister as Maros has arrived towards your ship to let you know about your meeting with Mr. Dory. And that is where we are going to call it for tonight's session. So I would like to say thank you to everybody who decided to stick on by and join us through this wonderful journey through the city streets of the styes. I love this game. It's a great time. Hey, Dingo, where can we find you? What do you do? Good question. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Where's My Dingus, where I mostly tweet about Animal Crossing and then occasionally tweet about the stuff that I'm doing like on uh, Thursdays. I'm here on indoor adventures and then fridays i am on off the table playing tales from thersha which is a homebrew DD game and then alternate fridays um so this friday will be thersha next friday <clears throat> i will be on matthias's channel playing uh songs from the dusk in a game called uh none of us are going back um i play a <laughs> very short himbo named pal he's got a little sprout coming out of his head he's got little rat ears he's very dumb it's really great <laughs> i love him so much um and i think i actually think that's it for right now that's all i'm doing at the moment hey what's up it's your boy i really don't want to die reeves <laughs> Uh, I was carved down to just a hilt at one point and am still paranoid about that, Reeves. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Reeves underscore bot. Same place on Twitch. Uh, you can find me here on Thursday nights doing this thing, having fun. You can find me on Twitch on my channel on Sunday mornings from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. PST where we're playing uh, some Terraria in expert mode, having a good time about to take out the lunar cultist so we're getting close to the end there and then what we're gonna play next should be good time no matter what though so come join us bye boy i'm cyber you can find me on cyber wolf 201 on twitter i post pics of my dog i post other random ship posts and i post whenever i go live on twitch.tv star cyber wolf 201 where i play video games real badly and i'll talk about lore we're doing wind waker it's fun. It's happy. It's what a nice nautical ocean adventure should be. Uh, archives of that go to YouTube, youtube.com slash cyberwolf1201. Uh, you can also find the podcast at Kyle with an NID called Let's Talk About It, where we get drunk, do parkour, and talk about RPG stuff. Uh, there's other stuff there. Possibly more to come soon. Uh, but for RPG stuff, I'm on the DMs Guild. I've got a Patreon. I am here on Mondays. I'm here on Thursdays, where you're watching now. Uh, and I am here. I'm not here. I am on Prairie Stars channel on Saturdays. It, it's good. Is it, is it me? Is it my turn? Uh, hi everyone, I'm Kylan, otherwise known as Kyle with an N on Twitter and Twitch. Twitch, I stream video games sometimes. I'm planning on streaming this Tuesday, actually, so um, check the Twitter and find out what game that is. I'll post more closer to time. But other than that, on my Twitter you can see what other projects I'm a part of. 
Um, you've already heard about uh, Pro Restarter's um, Keltori Black Banner game. Um, some other things I'm in currently. Every other Wednesday, I'm on Playbooks and Pals playing Mass Plan Obsolescence. Um, we didn't have a session this week when we were supposed to, so I think we might be back next week or it might be the week after. I'm not sure. The bi-weekly thing gets me thrown off. Um, other than that, uh, podcast, podcast, you've heard of Let's Talk About It Already. Uh, another podcast I'm a part of is called Keep Lorelei. It's an Urban Shadows actual play podcast done by Off the Table. Um, I play Sersha, the, the fae, and um, she is a very different character, just a, a treat. <laughs> um, but uh, those episodes are available on iTunes, Spotify, Bandcamp. And pretty soon, in the not too distant future, there's going to be some crossover episodes. So my character's going to get to go to East Cedo Beach, our sister podcast, and one of their characters is coming to Cape Lorelei. So my recommendation is to listen to both. They're both really good. So um, yeah, that's it for me currently. Hope you guys had fun tonight. <laughs> I know I did. Hello everyone. If you've made it this far, you probably already know who I am, but if you don't, hey Acorns, how's it going? It's me, your buddy, your pal, your friend, the Indoor Adventurer, the showrunner here at twitch.tv slash Indoor Adventures. We do shows like this Monday and Thursday at 5.30pm Pacific Standard Time, and we also have our Gunpowder Fantasy run of Tomb of Annihilation that is currently going at 7pm PST, uh, also on this channel, but on Sundays. Uh, other than that, we also have our after show called Nights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from the community, but also from each other, which we are then going to be going into after this. So I would like to say thank you to everybody once again who decided to stop by. Thank you to these players for putting up with my bullshit once again this week, and we'll see you guys next time. All right, everybody. Bye! Bye!